Hello people of God. Well, welcome to day 7 of our 21 days of fasting and prayers, dubbed the Encounter Experience. Our theme for this period is to see you, your power and your glory. And I pray that by the end of this period of fasting and prayers, we will each have a deeper understanding of what it means to have an encounter with God and the steps we can take to encounter Him mightily in our lives. Above all, I pray that we shall each have our own personal testimony of having encountered God. Amen. Before we listen to the word of God for today, let us say a short word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to hear your word. We pray that even as your word comes to us, we shall be enlightened, illuminated and empowered by it. We pray that your word shall find our hearts to be fertile soil and that the seeds of your word that will be planted in our hearts today will bear good fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, over the past few days, we have learned so much from the encounters of mighty men and women in the Bible. Today, we will be talking about John and the vision of Christ. Our focus scripture is taken from the book of Revelation, chapter 1 verses 9 to 16 the book of revelation chapter 1 verses 9 to 16 and i will be reading from the nlt translation of the bible it reads i john am your brother and your partner in suffering and in god's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which jesus calls us I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshipping in the spirit. Suddenly, I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Ephesus. Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. And his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. Amen.
and these scriptures tell of a vision that the apostle john had of jesus christ on the island of patmos john was instructed to write down what he had seen in the vision and send it to the seven churches but i believe this vision is a blessing to the entire body of christ even to this day as we explore further the verses of the scripture i believe we shall learn more about the events preceding the vision what the contents of the vision were and what the vision means for us as the body of christ let us first look at verse 9 of the scripture in verse 9 john identifies himself as a partner in suffering now why is this john and the saints he was writing to faced persecution because of the gospel many of them had been killed or thrown into prison for the sake of the gospel john identified with their predicament and stood in solidarity with them in the same way we as believers are called to be partners in the suffering and persecution of our brethren we must stand with our christian brothers and sisters who are persecuted for their faith by bearing them up in prayer and encouraging them with the word of god john also describes himself as a partner in the kingdom john was well aware of his role in building the body of christ and he played his part in doing so by preaching the gospel there are no bench warmers in the body of christ we are each called to identify and use our gifts to build up the body john also identifies himself as a partner in patient endurance the time period that john lived in was known for persecution toward the church while they waited for jesus return they endured this persecution in the same way we as believers living in this day and age are called to live a life of patient endurance even as we await the second coming of christ in the same verse john mentions that he had been exiled to the island of patmos for preaching the gospel now patmos was a very small isolated and barren island where political offenders were sent in exile for going against the laws of the roman empire one of which was preaching the gospel But even in this seemingly hopeless and unfortunate situation that John found himself, we see the providence of God at work. The apostle John was one of the most focal leaders of the early church, and I'm sure that the Roman Empire had hoped that by exiling him, they would suppress the spread of the gospel. But God was still able to use this for the good of his kingdom. This period of exile turned out to be the perfect opportunity for God to give him this vision. 
which served to strengthen and encourage the church at the time and is still a blessing to the body of Christ today. This is similar to the story of Joseph as told in Genesis. Joseph was sold into slavery and then wrongfully put in prison. In the end, however, we see that these were all stepping stones to Pharaoh's palace, where Joseph was able to rescue the people of Egypt and Israel from famine. Indeed, as Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, All things, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. When we face trials and challenges, especially for the sake of our faith, I pray that we shall be reminded that God's providence is also at work in our lives. I pray that we will allow God to use these situations to teach us, to shape us, and to prune us. And that every test we face shall become a testimony that will be a blessing to us and the people around us. We will now go on to verse 10. John describes this day as the Lord's day and describes himself as worshipping in the spirit. Now let's just picture this. John had been exiled from his home to a barren and isolated island. And yet, instead of focusing on his predicament, he chose to focus on the things of God and was worshipping in the Spirit. He made a decision to spend this period of isolation in the presence of God. And he had created such a conducive atmosphere that the Holy Spirit came and ministered to him. And by this ministration of the Holy Spirit, he received a vision of Jesus Christ. Wow, like isn't that awesome? I just want us to take a few moments to reflect. What do we choose to do in our times of hardship? What do we do when we find ourselves on our own island of Patmos? That island of Patmos may be that family issue that won't seem to go away. That promotion at work that seems to be passing us by. Or that church or ministry you started that isn't growing the way you had hoped it would. Oftentimes, we choose to focus on our problems. And we often do not focus on God. But I pray that we will choose to seek God even more in these times. And that we will follow the example of John and worship God even in the midst of the storm. And I believe that even as John was visited by God in this period of isolation, he will also visit us. We will now look at verse 12, where John describes the vision. John narrates seeing seven golden lampstands. 
Later on in the vision, Jesus confirms to John that these are the seven churches. What are lampstands and why were they used to signify these churches? A lampstand is considered to be a source of light and provides illumination in a dark place. They are used to signify these churches and indeed the collective body of Christ because we are meant to be the light that drives out the darkness in this world. We do that by preaching the message of the gospel and bringing people to salvation and standing up against wrongdoing and sin. As individual members of the body, our role is to shine the light of Christ in our families, our workplaces, and everywhere we find ourselves. We will now move on to verse 13. John also states that among the lampstands was someone like a son of man. The son of man John saw was Jesus Christ. We know this because this was a title Jesus used to describe himself many times during his time on earth. John goes on to say that the Son of Man was standing among the lampstands. Now we understand that these lampstands represent the body of Christ. But what does this mean to the body of Christ? I believe that this vision of the Son of Man standing among the lampstands serves to remind us that Jesus Christ, the head of the body of Christ, is still with us even to this day. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, he assured his disciples that he was always going to be with them even to the end of age. He did not abandon the body of Christ after his ascension. Indeed, he is still with us, comforting us, strengthening us, empowering us, and building us up through the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The world may not feel his presence, but we do. It is also a reminder that nothing in the body of Christ is hidden from him, and that all our works both good and evil are before him and we will be judged by them we will finally look at verse 16 where john describes the form of the son of man he sees in the vision john goes on to say that out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword now this sword is the word of god and we know this from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Jesus himself is described as the word of God in John chapter 1, verse 1. The word of God is depicted as a sword to signify its power and authority. The word of God convicts. The word of God reveals the intentions of men. And the word of God shatters the lies, confusion, doubt, and deception that the enemy brings. The word of God is our weapon to fight the enemy as the body of Christ and also in our individual lives. 
John also describes him saying that his face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. Later in this chapter, John describes his vision of Christ as being so glorious that he felt as though he was dead. I believe this is an indication of the glorious form we will see him in at his second coming. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 to 3, that although we do not know what we will be like when Christ appears, we know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. This is a reminder to us as believers that this world is not our final destination, and that when Jesus returns, we shall also be transformed into glory and that we will ascend with him and dwell with him for eternity. We are therefore called to set ourselves apart, to live a life of purity and holiness as we await this glorious transformation. Even as we bring this message to a close, I pray that we will continue to meditate on these lessons that we have learned from John's vision of Jesus Christ and be strengthened, comforted and empowered by them. I pray that we choose to focus on God in times of trouble and that as the body of Christ, we will continue to be the light that the world needs. I pray that we are always reminded that he is with us even to the end of time. Amen and God bless you.